I'm Rachel Olstead, the intuitive business coach, and this is the Dream Builder Society podcast. My mission is to empower women to create an abundant life of freedom, wealth, and joy. I specialize in helping visionary, driven, and passionate women just like you grow and scale their online businesses through powerful strategy, mindset, and energy healing work. Tune in every week to hear my experiences and tips for building a wildly successful six-figure business while working part-time. I truly believe business gets to be fun and simple. You get to have it all, and I'm here to show you how. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Builder Society podcast. I think we have so many new, actually, I know (laughs) because people have told me that we have so many new listeners here. And so if you are listening for the first time, to this podcast. Welcome. If you're a seasoned listener for the past like nine, 10 ish months that this podcast has been in existence. Welcome back. We love having you. I truly just love, love, love um, this platform that I have in this community that we've built here. All right. So today we are going to be talking about the subtle differences um, that really distinguish between, I don't even want to say like an entrepreneur hobbyist, because I know that like you probably aren't in the hobby stage any longer, but really like not fully treating yourself like a CEO, right? Almost just like really comparing and contrasting today for you guys, what it looks like to be, and maybe you're just calling yourself like a business owner, right? Or an entrepreneur, which is not a bad thing in and of itself. But I want you guys to really think about, and in this episode, I want to share how you can start thinking about and feeling and taking action from the place of really believing that you are not just a business owner, not just an entrepreneur, not just a mom who has a side hustle, right? But actually a CEO. And I know that that term um, sometimes like paints a bad picture in your mind, right? Maybe you think like CEO, like when I first started my business and people would say CEO, I'm like, I'm not a CEO. Like I'm just a mom who just has a coaching business, right? I pictured a CEO like this, Actually, to be fully honest, I pictured a CEO as like an old white man in a black suit at a like boardroom in a corporate office in like New York City. Like that's truly what my like idea of a CEO was. And it just I just felt so far from that. Like what? I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. I have like a home office that I partially share with my daughter as her bedroom. You know, when I first started, I had one child and I had just quit my teaching job. We now have two children and a third on the way for those that didn't know or have not heard yet. I actually am pregnant right now with baby number three. So surprise, I know what a weird way to (laughs) announce that to you guys, but it's just like felt so normal um, in my life that it's almost like I think I forgot to share that with the world. And yeah, we are due, by the way, in July of 2021. So super exciting, um, big things in my life. But I want to bring you back to like the reason I'm sharing that all with you is like, I had this self-concept that was like furthest from CEO as like 
could ever be possible. But as I've grown in my business, you guys, I have realized that like not seeing myself and not having that concept, that self-concept of being a CEO and of like treating myself like one, like investing like one, showing up to my business like one, serving my clients like a CEO, not doing those things has really been detrimental, right? And I see it time and time and time again, like every single one of my clients comes to me showing up like a mom with a business, right? Which in and of itself, you guys, is not a bad thing, right? But in order to create CEO results, in order to create CEO success, right? We have to start changing that self-concept, right? to um, really viewing ourselves and stepping into fully that power that we innately have um, of being a CEO while still having these other identities, right? It's not like, oh, I'm now a CEO, so I'm no longer a great wife or great mother or friend or whatever, right? Like, no, we can be all of these things. We can have multiple identities. But when it comes to your business, I want you to really think about like stepping into that role and that identity as a CEO in order to like make that make those CEO results happen, right? Okay, let's, um, let's dive in. So I know that you're in this online space to make money, right? Like no one starts a business because they just have nothing else to do with their time. I shouldn't say no one, but like the women I serve, right? (laughs) Especially young women in their um, 20s, 30s, um, and even in their 40s, right? Um, Is kind of like the main age group that I serve um, that have Typically, young kids, whether that's, you know, they're pregnant or they have one or some of my clients um, have four kids, some have five kids and beyond, right? Like you don't start a business in this season of life to just like have something to do, right? There's enough to do in our lives as moms, as wives, as women, just as citizens of communities and of our churches, whatever, right? So you have a business, okay? And you want to make money, right? That's what businesses do. But if you aren't making the amount of money that you'd like to be making, right? Like there's a lot of factors here. So I don't want to say like, this is the only reason, right? That is not something that I can like put a blanket statement on. Obviously, I would have to know you specifically in your business and kind of what's going on in your mind and in the background of your business to really make that diagnosis, right? Which is what I do with my clients. But this is one of the reasons, right? So I want you to consider like, am I showing up like an actual CEO or am I treating my business like I'm doing air quotes here? I know you can't see me like a glorified hobby, right? And I want you to really get serious. And even if you don't actively use the word hobby, right, to describe what you do, it still might be lingering, right, in how you are approaching your business, okay? And so I want to offer that like one of the reasons that you may not be making the amount of money or impact or just the success and results that you want and desire in your business, this may be one of the big reasons that you have maybe never even considered. Right. I think a lot of people like to, you know, say, you know, like, oh, I'm not getting the results that I want. And they'll blame it on like other things like external things. Right. Oh, I don't have 
the support or I don't have a team or I don't have someone to manage my marketing or I don't have, you know, maybe it's even like I don't have a coach. By the way, if you don't have a coach, get a coach, please. Like do it for yourself, do it for your clients, (laughs) whether it's me as a coach or someone else, like please just get a coach, okay? Get someone to guide you. But they'll use it as like an external almost excuse, right? Like, oh, I don't have the support or my husband doesn't support me or I don't have enough time or I don't know how to market my business or whatever, right? All of these things when in reality, it might be something as, and I don't want to say as simple because this isn't necessarily in and of itself a simple concept, which is why I'm devoting an entire podcast episode to it. Um, But it's definitely something that I think is overlooked. I, I don't often hear my clients say or women say in general, like, oh, I don't think I'm making like the amount of money that I want to make because I don't think I'm treating myself like a CEO. Like that's not often a realization that a lot of women have. And so I want to bring it to your attention because it may actually be a really profound realization. Okay, so I'm going to give you actually 10. I, I boiled it down. There's There could be a lot more, but I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this for two days straight. I, I boiled it down to 10 of the like main signs and symptoms, right, outwardly that are outwardly expressed that you're not treating your business as seriously as you should be or could be, right? And then I'm also going to leave you today with 10 signs that you have truly stepped into your role as a successful CEO and like how you can kind of make that transition from like viewing yourself in that self-concept of just being like a mom with a business or having like this glorified hobby to truly stepping into your role as a CEO and like the symptoms and signs and outward basically proof, right? To show yourself like, oh, I see, like this is happening in my business now and this is happening in my life. So like this, these are the signs and symptoms that I'm actually like, really stepping into my power as a CEO. Okay, so let's start with the signs that you are not treating your business as seriously as you could, right? Number one, you are likely, and I want you to kind of take inventory as I'm sharing this, like I want you to be like, okay, check or no, that's not really happening to me. And if it is happening, if all of these things are happening in your life and business and mind right now, like it's not a problem. But I just want you to have awareness, okay? I want you to have awareness and acknowledgement that like, oh, interesting, these things are happening. So what do I want to do about it now, right? Rather than like beating yourself up for, for you know, checking these things off the list, okay? So number one, you're likely second guessing everything, everything you think, everything you feel, everything you say, everything you do. You likely second guessing everything, right? Like lack of confidence in your own thoughts, right? Lack of confidence in like how you feel. You're second guessing like, oh, I'm really excited about this client to sign. Like, should I be excited? That seems weird. Maybe I shouldn't celebrate in advance or everything you say, everything you put out in your marketing. Like, should I be on Instagram or should I be on Facebook? Should I do this or should I do that? Like, maybe I said the wrong thing to this person. Oh, I should have posted this instead of that or right second guessing everything. Okay. Number two, you're likely negotiating on your prices or your rates for your packages, your offers, whatever, 
or you're lowering your prices, right? Rather than like stating them really confidently and maybe even increasing your prices when it feels aligned. Okay, I see this a lot negotiating on prices, charging a really, really, really low ticket for something that you know is actually worth way more and or lowering your prices, whether that's on a sales call or, you know, in like messenger, if you're talking to someone and like, just like randomly quoting them a much lower price than, than you actually want to. Okay. Number three is showing up and marketing only when you feel inspired, creative, or excited about your business. Showing up, aka like getting visible to the world and marketing, right? Sharing about what you do, who you help, how you can help them, your offers, right? All of that good stuff. Only when you feel inspired, creative, or excited, right? You're relying on your feelings and your emotions to dictate what you do and how you show up. Number four is that you're focusing way more on outward and or external validation, okay, then you are internal validation, right? You are relying on other people or other, um, you know, other people in your audience or your community or your Instagram followers or your clients or your coach or your business friends or whoever, right? Or even like your own family members, right? To validate you, to tell you that you are doing a good job, to tell you that you are, your work is valuable, to tell you all of these things. And you're relying way more on that external validation than you are the internal. Number five, you're likely not investing wisely, right? Because chances are you're investing in something, but maybe it's not a wise investment, right? Maybe you're, you're hired, maybe you've hired a social media manager before you even like actually know what your messaging is, right? Like that's not a wise decision. Um, or maybe you're jumping into Facebook ads before you even have a validated offer because you're, you know, you're scared to market organically, or you don't think you have enough time or whatever, right? You're not investing wisely into the support you need to get to your next level, right? So number five, not investing wisely into the support. So maybe you're getting a lot of like behind the scenes support, but you have, you've never invested in like a coach or a mentor or someone to help you with your marketing strategy or your mindset or whatever, right? All of the things that I help my clients with, maybe you've never invested in that, right? And you're still wondering like why you're, why you're stuck. Number six is chances are you are focusing. And again, I'm saying chances are because it's not like these aren't, you know, a one size fits all, like not every single person experiences all of these things, but chances are you're focusing only on your actions and not spending time or energy managing your thoughts and beliefs and feelings. So you're focused so much on the to-do list. Okay. What do I need to do today? How do I need to show up? What actions do I need to take? But you're taking those actions from a place where your mind is unmanaged, right? So you're not focusing on correcting your thoughts, correcting your beliefs to really like be effective for you. And maybe you're approaching all your actions from a place of no one wants to pay me for my work. 
and feeling defeated, yet taking all of your actions from that place. So you're focusing on the action and not spending time managing your thoughts and beliefs and feelings. Number seven is you're likely not setting goals or setting super realistic goals. I'm putting that in quotations here or changing the goal. So this is kind of all about goals. So you're either not setting goals, you're setting super realistic goals that you know are like for sure going to happen, right? Like I'm going to talk to one person every day, right? Like that is overly realistic, right? That it's like not pushing you out of your comfort zone at all. Or you're changing the goal before you even reach it, right? So let's say March 1st, you set a goal. I'm going to sign three clients this month. By March 5th, you're feeling defeated. Oh, maybe I'll just like, maybe I'll just do two clients this month. Okay. Like I'm going to focus on two clients. And by the end of the month, you're like, oh, it's probably not going to happen. Like I'll just, I'll just create, you know, I'll just focus on whatever XYZ other project and I'll start again in, in April. That's oftentimes a sign that you're not treating your business like a CEO. Number eight, you're changing your niche, your ideal client, your offer, your pricing, all of those things as often as you change your underwear. Okay. Now I'm assuming you change your underwear daily. Okay. And so this may be an over-exaggeration that you're changing all of these things, but really it boils down to like, You're not committing to anything for a long period of time, a long enough period of time to like implement, take action and gather data and evaluate, right? Like you put a message out there or you connect with who you think is your ideal client and, and then you're like, oh, that's probably not. I should change my whole, basically your whole business structure, right? So, so, so often. Okay. And I know all these things because I've done all of these things, right? And I've seen my clients do all of these things and I've seen um, women do all these things. And so that's why I know this, right? And this is not mean that there's no room for pivoting, right? That there's no room for transitions, that there's no room for getting clarity and making like actual responsible and data-driven reflections and um, moving in a new direction, right? Like I have pivoted, I have transitioned in my business several times, but it's not because I just like felt like something wasn't working. It was truly after I had collected so much data from taking so much action, right? But this is more, I'm more talking about like just willy-nilly like, oh, this isn't working or oh, no one's buying this at this price point. I'm going to change the price point, right? But not really having a lot of evidence from not taking a lot of action on those things. Number nine, I see this too often. One of the signs or symptoms that you're treating your business um, more just like a hobby, right? Or, Or not as seriously as you could is that you may be crowdsourcing your business, right? You may be trying to get advice from everyone or anyone instead of trusting yourself or hiring someone specific like a coach, like a mentor, like a strategist, whatever, to actually guide you with real, practical, solid business advice, right? And guidance, okay? And I see this a lot in Facebook groups specifically. 
people will ask a question and crowdsourcing is not the same as market research. So if you are doing market research, if you're asking people about like, you know, questions that are going to help you gain more clarity on your offer and your ideal client and all of that, like that is, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. That is not the same as crowdsourcing, right? What I see a lot is people are asking like, hey, would you pay X amount of dollars for this type of, of service, right? Or like, what should I price this offer at? Or, you know, like, how long do you think my program should be to help da 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 da, right? This type of person, okay? You're crowdsourcing your business from people who, one, don't even know you, know your business, know your structure, know you as a person, know what's going on in your life and business, and or people who have no experience with what you're doing and, or I'm going to add another one to that, people who aren't even in the business realm, right? I see a lot of people crowdsourcing their businesses behind the scenes from their spouse or their friends or family members or parents even, right? Like my parents are not business owners. Like I ask them advice occasionally on like some kind of like personal decisions in my business just because I trust them and I love them and I like care about them. But I never ask them to like actually help me make real business decisions because like they don't know, right? They're not my people. They're not my, I should say they're not my my business people, right? They're not my coach. They don't have experience in the online business world. And they're not my ideal clients either, right? So you might be crowdsourcing, um, you might find yourself crowdsourcing your business if you're not taking it as seriously as you, as you really should. And then number 10, again, this is kind of just like a, a simple list for now, is that you're not setting solid working hours and boundaries. And in turn, you're spending way too much of your time behind the scenes. I see it time and time and time again. I'm going to add like childcare into that as well, right? You're likely not setting solid working hours. You're trying to just like work in the cracks of the day or work when you can or do the nap time hustle um, and like not setting really firm boundaries with your clients or with your work. And because of that, right, you're focused so much on behind the scenes tasks that you can do with kind of like a chaotic environment, right? Rather than like what I'm call what I call MMAs, not to be confused with like wrestling, but MMAs as in money making activities, which doesn't include writing, um, you know, I shouldn't say writing, but creating, you know, freebies or creating resources or creating graphics on Canva right? All of those things are, are beautiful. They're fun. They're helpful down the line in your business, but they are not directly attached and correlated to money making activities, right? And a lot of you, or a lot of women, I shouldn't say you, right? Depending on who's listening, but a lot of women do not set solid working hours, right? Or they don't honor them or they don't have child care. And so they think that's why that they can't, you know, be fully successful because they're trying to just like hustle in the cracks of the day. All of those things are outward signs and symptoms that you are not taking your business as seriously as you could and definitely not treating yourself and your business, right? Like a real company as a CEO, right? I don't care if you're a solopreneur. Like I'm a solopreneur. I have, 
I have coaches, I, I have people in, in front of me, right? And beside me, leading me. And I have a I have a little bit of support behind the scenes, but I don't have a huge team, right? I have my podcast manager who's amazing. I have a few people that help me with like side projects, but I don't have a full team, right? But I still view myself as a CEO of a company, right? It doesn't have to be, right? My company doesn't have to have a hundred employees for it to be a company, right? And I want you to kind of think about like that identity shift as well. All right, I want to leave you with 10 of the many signs and symptoms that you have truly stepped into your role as a CEO so you can kind of reflect like, oh, am I doing that yet? If not, like, okay, what do I need to do? What are my next steps here? Okay, so number one, you know your worth and your value and you share confidently how you can help your ideal clients any chance you get, right? Know your worth know your value, share confidently how you can help. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail with these um, because I don't want this to be super, super long, but we'll link these like 10 signs and symptoms of each in the show notes specifically so you guys can see them as like bullet points, okay? Um, So you can kind of go back to them and reflect on them on your own without having to write them all down. So we will do that for you in the show notes, okay? Number two, you set big goals and you create a simple plan. I know I feel like I'm yelling right now, but this is really important. And you create a simple plan to get you there, but you don't make the goal or not hitting the goal mean anything about you as a person or your worth or value. That is huge, right? Stepping into that next level requires you to like differentiate yourself and your worth from your results and like your goal setting. Okay. Number three, you focus daily on the internal things such as managing your thoughts and beliefs, managing your energy and your emotions and focus less on the external things. Okay. And this doesn't mean you don't take action. This doesn't mean you spend all of your time in your head journaling or meditating or whatever. That's not what this means. But you do focus daily on managing your mind and your emotions and your energy, right? Because that is what magnetizes or repels in your business. Number four, you set firm working hours and boundaries, and you stick to them. Like that's it. (laughs) Yes, flexibility, especially as moms with little kids, like I will be the first to admit that sometimes my working hours and boundaries change, right? But typically I have them. Typically I work on Mondays from 9 to 4.30, Wednesdays from 9 to 4.30, And Thursdays when our nanny is here from 1030 to 430, right? I know when I have my client calls, I know when I have time to have calls with my own coaches or mentors. I know exactly when I'm recording my podcast, like every single week, I have time set out and and planned um, to, you know, create content, to market, to do all of the forward facing activities. 
but I also have a lot of white space, right? That allows me a little bit of flexibility, okay? So that I can stick to them, right? But but the flexibility piece is huge, obviously, like as a CEO. And that's why, you know, one of the big reasons we started our, our businesses is so we could have that freedom and flexibility. But that doesn't mean that you fall into this entrepreneurial freedom trap where you're like, oh, I have all the time and space in the world and I can just work whenever I want and whenever I want for however long I want. Like that is not how a CEO operates. And the flexibility pieces is huge too, right? Being able to adjust your schedule if there is a sick kid or if there is, you know, an emergency or if you do have to go to the doctor and it's only available at this time on this day, like I get that, right? But in general, you have, for the most part, firm working hours and boundaries and you stick to them, okay? Number five is that you have a plan, right? Whether that's, you know, a marketing plan, a business plan, a sales plan, whatever, right? I like to think about just like a plan in general that includes your marketing, okay? You follow it, you stick to it, You work the plan until it works and you evaluate and shift that plan only if necessary, right? Rather than just like throwing spaghetti at a wall, I'm going to show up here and do this today. I'm going to show up here and do this today. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do this other thing next week, right? Like, no, have a simple plan, follow it, stick to it, work it until it works and evaluate and shift only when necessary, meaning only after you've taken enough action, implemented enough, and that you have data to evaluate and get clarity on. It's this action clarity cycle. I should say this this clarity action evaluation cycle that I take myself through and take my clients through on a regular basis, okay? That helps us stop throwing spaghetti at a wall and actually really see what's working and what's not working. Otherwise, we have no idea. Number six, you focus your time on money-making activities, MMAs, and not on all of the stuff that a very talented VA, right, or team member could be doing for you. This is not pressure to hire a massive team. This is saying if there are a lot of other tasks and things that you want done behind the scenes in your business that may take you away from client-focused money-making activities, that you can delegate that. You can hire that out. You have the power, you have the opportunity to do that. And if it's a, if it's a money issue, if it's a financial kind of investment issue that you just like don't have the money to do that, one, you get to decide, okay, do I want to find the money? Or two, you get to just focus on only the money-making activities so that you can create more money, more income in order to hire, right? Either way, It doesn't mean that you go behind the scenes and start doing all of the behind the scenes work because you're scared of showing up. Number seven, invest wisely, right? CEOs invest wisely in coaching, in resources, in team support, right? Um, Into your brain and your business because you know that it is paramount to your success to invest, right? Not to throw money at your business, not to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that you don't have and that you're not going to actually show up to do the work for, but investing wisely. If investing wisely to you means, you know, spending $300 a month on a VA to help you five hours a week, beautiful. If investing wisely to you means having a one-on-one coach 
and being a part of a mastermind because you know you need both types of support and want both types, beautiful, right? If investing wisely to you means paying, you know, the whatever, $15 a month for Canva Pro or a, um, you know, scheduling program, like those are things that CEOs do, but they're wise about it, right? Am I using this? Am I enjoying this program or this coaching? Is it like, am I showing up to get out of it what I came for, right? Like that's investing wisely rather than throwing money at your problems or not investing at all. All right, number eight, you trust yourself, right? If you are a CEO, and again, this is an ongoing process of growth, right? This doesn't mean like, oh, one day I wake up, decide I'm a CEO, and all of a sudden all my problems are gone and I trust myself. This is a journey, but it is so much easier and and it just is more natural to trust yourself when you're focused on your self-concept as a CEO, right? And, And the beliefs that come with that. So you trust yourself and you trust the process rather than what I shared in the first set, second guessing everything you think, feel, say, or do. Okay. Number nine, you care more about the service than you do about the sales because you know that the first creates the second. I'm going to say that again. You care more about the service than you do about the sales or the money because you know that the first will always create the second. Whereas when you're treating yourself like a mom with a business or who's like, you know, a glorified hobby or like, I just want to make money, right? You're focused on making money and not on serving, right? And so it feels hard to make money versus a CEO, right? You know that the money's coming. You know that the sales are there. You focus more on the souls than the sales, right? You care about more about serving and giving value and you know that that will lead to creating money. And finally, number 10, you understand and fully embrace the need for rest, for time off, for me time. I know the term self-care is really taboo, right? I shouldn't even say taboo, but maybe it's just like overused or misunderstood, but like it is really important, okay? And self-care looks so different in so many different ways. So I'm not even gonna dig into that today. This is not just getting a massage, you guys. This is not just doing a face mask once a week, like me time, okay? It means so much more than what a lot of people think it means, okay? So you understand and fully embrace the need for rest, for time off, for me time, for family time, etc. And you don't put your business on a pedestal. I had to learn this the hard way. I, for a long time, put my business on a pedestal, right? Because I'm like, oh, this business has to work because I quit my job and I have to make money for our family. And I want to be home with my girls and my, you know, my, our kids, future kids, whatever. And so I focused way more on my business and um, I recorded a podcast episode last summer about like forcing the flow. And that was when I really, really like fully recognized that I was putting my business on a pedestal and that I wasn't like taking enough time off or time away from my business to like care for myself, care for my family. And that I was, even though I wasn't working a ton more, like my mental space was like my, my mental 
energy was like always on my business, right? And so as a CEO, I've really understood now and and view the need for time off and rest and like my business is always going to be there. My clients are always going to, I know that they're taking, like they're well taken care of. I know that I'm showing up and I'm doing the right things when I'm working so that I can take the time off that I want and need and deserve because it's healthy for me and it's healthy for my business. Okay. So those are the main shifts that I want you guys to see kind of just like compare and contrast. I want you to reflect on if you are treating yourself kind of like a a glorified hobbyist or like quote unquote, just a mom with a business versus a successful CEO who also is these other beautiful identities and wears these other amazing hats of wife, mom, sister, friend, whatever. Okay. Because truly you guys, when you make these shifts from the first list to the second list, it will change your life. It will change your business. I promise you will feel better. You will feel more joyful, more secure, more confident, more peaceful, more excited, more focused, more like happy too, right? You'll make more money, but it won't feel harder. And that is the truth of it, right? In fact, it's it's really that you'll likely spend a lot less time working when you view yourself as a CEO than you ever did when you weren't treating yourself like a CEO, right? And I've had to make all of these shifts in my own mindset, in my own journey, in my own business, And I obviously teach my clients to do the same. And like the results do not lie. When my clients fully recognize and believe themselves to be CEOs, like everything changes, everything shifts. They start working less. They start producing more high quality work. Their marketing becomes more effective. They have more fun. They have more energy. They actually enjoy spending time with their kids because they're not viewing it as taking away from their business, but as like a support in their business, right? They don't fear investing in other things aside from coaching, right? They, oh my gosh, like it's amazing. And obviously the results in their own business of signing clients and making more money feels so much more natural and easy, right? And flowy rather than kind of this forceful energy. It's it's absolutely incredible to watch from the perspective of like the coach with my own clients um, in their journeys. And so I want to invite you, if you know that you're ready to step into your role as a CEO and you know you're ready to like have more fun and actually enjoy your business while still working less and making more money, whether that's 5K, month, six, seven, whatever, right? I can help. And so I wanted to share right now that there is actually only one way right now that is open that I have space for in my calendar, in my business to support women in a one-on-one capacity. And that is in my three-month one-on-one coaching program called the Fast Track to 5K. And in that three months, I actually walk you through my entire focused method that I call, it's an acronym, DESIRE, so D-E-S-I-R-E, and I will link up the description for that in the show notes as well. That really helps you simplify your business and your schedule, right? Create a unique marketing plan that allows you to easily bring in a consistent two to three like good fit leads a week. And of course, leads to more sales, right? Consistent quality leads through having your simple plan, your marketing plan, 
and just like this big picture vision will allow you to easily reach those 5k months in a lot less time, right? Also providing you obviously the support that you need to fully release those fears and doubts and confusion and all of that that you've been stuck in for so long so that you can really show up as the CEO that you know you're meant to be, that you're called to be. Um, And again, make more money, work less. Like I think that's the goal of all moms in business. So if you're ready for that type of customized one-on-one strategy and mindset support, I invite you to go ahead and fill out the clarity call questionnaire in the show notes. It's linked up below. Um, From there, we'll have a conversation really just to determine if you're a good fit. If so, we'll chat about the details, what it will look like for you to start creating these 5k months in your business within the next three months. And it's totally possible. I've done it myself. My clients have done it. And um, now I'm bringing you like the fast track version of that, which is so exciting. And I cannot wait um, to see who is a good fit for this. So that is all for today. I sincerely hope that you really take the time to assess how you're showing up for yourself and your business and start referring to yourself as a CEO, right? That's the first step. All right. That's all for today. We will talk to you guys next time. Bye everyone. All right. That's it for today's episode of the Dream Builder Society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you would head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. By leaving a review, you're helping us get this content into the hands of other powerful women and playing a part in fulfilling our mission of empowering women to build their own dream lives and businesses. Don't forget to head over to my Facebook group, The Dream Builder Society, for more guidance, support, and high-level training so you can start learning, growing, taking action, and getting results in your business right now. See you there.